Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I'm your host, Christina. If you follow my ministry, you know I am passionate about reviving and uniting the body of Christ in order to fulfill the Great Commission with extravagant love for one another and for a hurting world. I invite you today to join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and best of all, your testimonies of God's goodness in your lives. Thank you for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I am so happy to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are having a great day right where you are, and I hope that you're hungry for more of Jesus. You know, he's so beautiful and wonderful, and I, and I just, I'm always such a hungry person. I love opening the scriptures and seeing more of Jesus, and I just love feasting on him, and I, and I really enjoy preaching and teaching that's all centered around Jesus. So I've got a great show for you today, but before I get into that, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors for Christina Pereira Ministries. They are supporting the mission to unite the body of Christ in order to love others with the extravagant love of God. So thank you so much to our ministry sponsors, Gopher Ministries, who does all of our equipment rental and is just such a fantastic resource and friend to us. And of course, uh, Harvest Family Network, through which I am licensed and ordained through. And of course, Davis Financial Services, who does all of our financial needs for the ministry. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of the people out there supporting uh, the mission to love others right now. We are so thankful for you. And of course, a big thank you to our Revealing Jesus listeners. I'm so happy to have you with me here today. And don't forget, if you haven't submitted your testimony of God's goodness in your lives, you can do so through the show notes. Thank you so much. So I've been praying and thinking about what the Lord wanted me to really reveal to you guys today about his heart and his desires. And he's been speaking a lot to me about idol worship. And you know, I, I know that's such a heavy term. But hear me out. Whenever we engage in idol worship, we forfeit the grace of God that could be ours. I love that scripture in Jonah. Now, this is Jonah's prayer when he was falling deep into the ocean. And he says, when my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. But I, with the song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. That is Jonah 2, 7 through 9 NIV. So what does it look like to engage in idol worship and forfeit the grace of God that could be ours? And it's important that we define what grace is. Grace is the unearned, undeserved, unmerited favor of God. We get good we do not deserve because He is good. That is what grace is. 
So one of the biggest ways that I see believers engaging in idol worship right now across the body of Christ is actually wishing to come back under the law for holiness. When what they don't realize is that depending on the Lord for his holiness is true righteousness. Let's take a look at Galatians 5. Here the Apostle Paul is speaking, starting in verse 2. He says, Mark my word, I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ and you have fallen from grace. That is Galatians 5, 2-4, NIV. Beloved, I have heard it taught in the church that falling from grace is actually when a believer falls into sin, but unfortunately that couldn't be further from the truth. Falling from grace is actually coming back under the law. It's looking to the law as your justification and not through your faith in Christ Jesus and what He has accomplished for us. Unfortunately, when believers do this, it leaves them unable to receive from God the grace that they so desperately need. What is the grace that you need to receive from the Lord today? Is it healing for your bodies? Is it prosperity in your finances or in your relationships with your children? Where are you forfeiting the grace of God for keeping the law? It is a dreadful and scary thing for Christ to have become no effect. Let's go on to see what Paul says to the Roman church who had been infiltrated by Judaizers, false teachers, who were teaching that the believers who had been set free by the Spirit of God, by the grace of Jesus Christ, were now required to keep the law in order to be made holy, and they were insisting that the believers become circumcised. Let's see what Paul says. This is Romans 4, starting in verse 7. Blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will never count against him. Is this blessedness only for the circumcised or also the uncircumcised? We have been saying that Abraham's faith was credited to him as righteousness. Under what circumstance was it credited? Was it after he was circumcised or before? It was not after, but before. And he received the sign of circumcision by the seal of the righteousness that he had by faith when he was still uncircumcised. So here Paul is saying that it is not the circumcision that made him righteous, but it was his belief in God. Let's go on to keep reading. So then... He is the Father of all who believe, but have not been circumcised, 
in order that righteousness might be credited to them. And he is also the father of the circumcised, who not only are circumcised, but who also walk in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. It was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be the heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. For if those who live by law are heirs, faith has no value, and the promise is worthless. Because the law brings wrath, and where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore the promise comes by faith, so that it might be by grace, and may be guaranteed to all of Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but to those who are of the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. That is Romans 4, 7-16 NIV. Beloved, the only way that we can be assured that we will receive the promise is by faith. Because no man can receive the promise through works of religious law-keeping. The Bible boldly declares that no man will be justified by the works of the law, but only through their faith in Christ Jesus, who kept the law perfectly and fulfilled all that was written of him in the law and the prophets. It's only through Jesus that we receive the promise that we so desperately need. Whether it's healing in your bodies, prosperity in your finances and relationships, it all comes through Jesus. Don't trade the grace of God for religious law-keeping. You cannot stand on it. You cannot receive your promise. Every time the law is introduced, it brings condemnation because we know instinctively that we cannot keep it. We cannot keep God's holy standards. In fact, the Bible says that the law was introduced so that the transgressions might increase. Because where sin abounded, grace much more abounds. The Apostle Paul was accused of saying, so we might as well sin so that grace might superabound. No, we do not look with contempt on the kindness of our Father that we would continue in sin. Instead, we look to Jesus who has made us righteous by faith. And where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. I was worshiping earlier today, and I was so astounded by the beautiful face of Jesus. His face is so lovely. It's so kind. It's so compassionate. And it's so glorious. I felt the Lord's heart saying how he longed for a people, a holy people, a people all his own a people whose eyes are focused on the King, a people whose hearts are set upon His face, upon His lovely face. Because you see, beloved, when we catch a glimpse, just one glimpse 
of that beautiful face of Jesus. We give our entire lives for it. We give our hearts. We give our families. We give our finances. We give our bodies. We give our careers, our businesses. Everything is worth just one glimpse of the face of our beautiful King. He is crying desperate for a people who will not make golden idols of figures, of people, of animals, of of things that have no ability to grant them the grace that they need. You see, worthless idols do not speak, and even the ones that do are limited. Do not forfeit the grace that could be yours by engaging in idol worship. Behold the face of our beautiful King and worship the one who can give you everything because he stands ready and willing to extend to you such favor, honor, healing, power, and ability more beyond you could ever ask or hope or dream or think. He is beautiful, beloved. And he is worthy of all of our affections, of all of our attention, of all of our preaching, of all of our teaching. He is worthy. He is worthy of our lives. And he is here. He is now. He is I am. The word of salvation is near you. Turn your eyes and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and receive what you so desperately need. In Jesus' mighty name. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. If you liked today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share it with your friends. If you want more information on our ministry and how you can partner with us, please visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. We've got information on there about our events, blog posts, the extravagant love store, and more. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Christina Prayer Ministries. Until then, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless you.